I can see you out there, Cam. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. Yeah, we are out here at Media Row, and um, of course, Media Row coverage is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings, but Wolf, this is a momentous occasion because we're going to have Kellen Olsen on for the second consecutive day. Kellen, uh, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. They did not let him in the convention center for some reason. Kellen, um, it's going to be 12 minutes of nothing but T.J. Warren talk. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Excited, thrilled. Hello. Okay. Hello, hello. Uh, I want st- Let's just start with your initial reaction. It's not like this came out of nowhere. It's obviously been talked about since July, but in terms of it just happening at 11 o'clock last night, that was kind of out of nowhere. So what was your first thought when you saw this deal actually happened? I, I think it speaks to the inclination that the Suns had and that they were right to be overly patient. I, I think it, that's fair to label it as overly patient in terms of how little they did in the offseason and how much uh, they weren't moving. We were sitting here for months wondering where a Jay Crowder trade was and why it was taking so long. And I, I think in reality, this is partially why, because they always had a belief that there was going to be a star deal out there, and, and maybe it went as far as just knowing that there was going to be a chance at Kevin Durant again, whether it was going to be at the trade deadline, whether it was going to be this upcoming offseason, but as you guys have probably been talking about a lot on the show already, when when a player of Durant's caliber and, and a player that, quite frankly, to be honest, just has greatness in, in his game right now and is still in his prime, in my opinion, I it, it's wise to wait, and, and they were wise and a lot of GMs and a lot of owners in their position would have moved on elsewhere, but they remained patient and then uh, ultimately pushed the deal uh, forward today or yesterday. So, Killer, from a basketball perspective purely right now, what does Kevin Durant bring to this team? He brings an unstoppable amount of offense, first of all. I think that there's a argument, and in my opinion, Kevin Durant is the best scorer that has ever existed in, in the history of basketball. You kind of look at what he is, and it's almost like it's almost like he's a robot, just based on the amount of skill that he has at his size. I can't describe how difficult it is to shoot and move the way that he does at, at, at a listed 6'10". He's really a 7-footer. Um, to, to do what he does in terms of shooting off the balance it's it's a crazy skill to have but it would be incredibly disrespectful to his game to just label him as a scorer I I think this guys this reminds me a lot of and and when things like this happen when the Suns traded for Chris Paul or when the Cardinals traded for DeAndre Hopkins we we know these guys are really good but until we see them up close every day we're not really going to get a real sense for how good they are because you remember some people's hesitation when the Chris Paul trade happened I think when Hopkins came in we knew he was one of the best receivers in the league but when you watch them on a day-to-day week-to-week basis you get a feel for that and we're going to see that with Kevin Durant he is an unbelievable passer he is a phenomenal defensive player I know both of those are kind of going to maybe raise eyebrows for some people who are more casual NBA fans but uh, get ready to see this guy because he's one of the 10 to 15 greatest players of all time he could still move up that list in a couple of years and in my opinion he's going to become the best player that's ever put on a Suns jersey yeah it's, it's fun. wow wow okay Whoa. it's uh, he just <laughs> threw that in there at the end uh, it's funny you say what you just said though Kellen because Wolf and I were just talking about that last segment of you know I remember Mikel Bridges when the Suns got Chris Paul and, and f- had played some games together. Even Mikel was like, you know what? We, we didn't even fully appreciate Like, you know he's great, but you don't fully appreciate how great he is until you're lining up with 
him. And I think you're just you're spot on with this. Kevin Durant, it's a little more obvious how great he is, but it's still different watching him on TV playing for Brooklyn or Golden State as opposed to seeing him in person day in and day out on your team. Yeah, precisely. Like when you see just like the five minute defensive stretch that he has or the four minutes where, okay, they're channeling in on book, they're channeling in on the drives. Okay, he needs to just like play making a different way and kind of initiate the offense in a way where he sets up others. Oh, okay. DeAndre didn't really get the ball in the first quarter. I'm going to do that. Like he's that kind of player that, that will just have a sense for that and is really, he, he, he called Devin Booker a savant at the Olympics two years ago, but he's a savant in his own way. And I went as far as in the column last night to, to say that he's mastered basketball. And I, I can't really say that in my lifetime of, I'm, 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 I'm a bit on the young side, so don't get upset older people for me not mentioning like Michael Jordan here. I'm sorry. I was six years old when Michael Jordan was doing the thing, but oh, you're in it now. LeBron James and Kevin Durant are really the only two guys that I've seen like master basketball the way, the way that they have. And uh, as you can tell by my voice, and uh, I'm sure you guys are in the same boat. I can't wait to see uh, what it looks like on the sun specifically. Okay. I've been trying all morning to get somebody to answer this question specifically. So I'm going to ask you this right now from a basketball perspective, looking at the Phoenix suns as they are, um, as they stand right now on the roster, who benefits the most from this? Is it Devin Booker? Is it Chris Paul? Is it DeAndre Ayton? Who can you produce? Will you will you just go ahead and tell me who benefits the most from this killer? It's Devin Booker because I think that something to understand about Kevin Durant is, and, and it's funny, guys, because whenever we do these conversations uh, to this depth of, uh, of players and, and narratives and, and where I'm going here is when Kevin Durant joins super teams, it's like, oh, my gosh, he's joining another super team. Look at him. He spent like two weeks without a super team and he's already on another super team. Look at him doing it again and and people criticize him for that. But the amount of adaptability that it takes for a player of Kevin Durant's caliber to just seamlessly fit into the teams that he comes to, you look at just what he was able to do in Brooklyn when those teams were healthy and even when they weren't healthy, how he consistently changed his game. We all saw the Warriors run, of course, but this is going to be something where Kevin Durant comes in here and while he is going to be the best player on the Suns now, he is going to defer to Devin Booker. He is going to understand that this is Devin Booker's team. This is his organization. He is the face of the franchise. And I think that Booker is going to be someone who immensely benefits benefits from what Kevin Durant brings on the ball because it's going to allow Book to show how more well-rounded he is because I just spent a lot of time talking about how well-rounded Kevin Durant is. Devin Booker is a really well-rounded player as well, but he does so much for the Suns on the ball that he doesn't get to show it nearly as much. We saw it on the finals run, I think, a bit more with his defense, specifically in some of the hustle plays he made. You think about how he played in the Olympics two years ago and, and was more of a glue guy. We're going to see that book who's still averaging 28, 29 points per game, but we're going to see a guy who does all the little things as well, and, and I think he's going to benefit a lot from Durant being here. Awesome. Kellen, i got to ask you this before we hit the break, and it's okay because Maloney wandered away, so don't go too long, but at least uh, she won't know that we're going late, but I remember doing the show. She's back, uh-oh. Uh, we, I remember doing the show with you in the, in the, uh, in the summer, and you, you cautioned against a strategy of making a huge trade in the middle of the season for a star player, and I know you're on board with Kevin Durant, I'm not saying that, but just the idea of you're going to suddenly flip a switch mid-season and win a title. Where do you come out on that today? I I think that it's different, to be honest, because I, I think that Durant's, like, the, to go back to his adaptability, but also just how he's going 
point to like the Suns have actions already designed in their system, like around Mikel Bridges and getting him to his spots in the mid range. You're putting the best mid range player of all time in those spots. Now you, you get what I'm saying. And then defensively, the point of attack defense for Mikel is what's really going to sing. And I think guys, the biggest adjustment to watch for them over the next two months is how they defend and how they defend ball handlers. Because uh, do you guys remember last time we didn't see the Suns? We saw the Suns without Mikel Bridges. It was five years ago, five and a half years ago. We don't know what it looks like right now, and we're going to have to see from a defensive standpoint. I think offensively, don't really worry about the adjustment period, but defensively, specifically with who guards John Morant, who guards Jamal Murray, who guards C.J. McCollum, that is something that the Suns are going to have to figure out both individually and as a team with their schemes. Uh, it's, it, it's safe to assume that Booker will let Kevin Durant into the MIDI committee. He doesn't have to like audition or anything. <laughs> I think he like created the MIDI committee like, like, straight up. Like, I think Devin Booker joined it without knowing that That's awesome. someone else already created it. Yeah. Thank Kellen, you, man. Great stuff, buddy. Yep, thanks, guys.